Welcome to Find Your Niche, a career podcast offering advice that you can implement today, as well as career tips that will set you on a career path and help you to find your niche. I'm Lori Cole, certified career coach and job search advisor with iHire. iHire connects you to industry-specific jobs in over 57 talent communities. Find your niche today on iHire. If you're due for a pay raise, you should not be afraid to ask. This is the time of the year when budgets are high. I know you don't want to look greedy, but there is nothing wrong with earning what you're worth. Over the last year, employers have seen a lot of their people move on to greener pastures, and they may not want to lose you, so it's a very good time to negotiate. There are several things you can do that may prevent you from getting a raise, so let's talk about those things and make sure you avoid them at all costs. Here are the latest trends, topics, and tips that will help you in your job search. You won't get a raise if you don't ask. It's important to communicate to your employer that you feel that you deserve a raise and to make a case for it by highlighting your accomplishments and contributions to the company. Not preparing for the conversation and not bringing the data. Before you ask for a raise, it's important to do your research and have a clear understanding of your worth in the market and the value you bring to the company. You should have specific examples of your contributions and successes and bring that salary research data from places like iHire, Salary.com, and Glassdoor. Not demonstrating your value to the company. If you want to raise, you need to show your employer that you are a valuable asset to that company. Make sure that you are meeting or exceeding your job responsibilities and objectives and actively seek out ways to contribute and add value to the organization. Another way to not get a raise is by not being a team player. It's important to be positive and a supportive member of the team and to contribute to a positive work culture. But if you're difficult to work with or constantly complaining or causing problems, it will be hard to justify a raise. Sometimes people just don't get that raise because they're not patient. It's understandable to have the conversation and want that raise as soon as possible, but it's important to be patient and understand that raises may not be possible at certain times of the year due to budget constraints or other factors. So if you're pushy or demanding, it may turn your employer off and make them less likely to consider a raise and never bring your personal finances into the equation. Asking for a raise because you have a load of debt is not your employer's problem. But by basing your ask on this point, you're trying to make it the employer's problem. I know that asking for a raise can be very nerve-wracking, but if you're worth more than you're being paid, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Be confident, follow the advice that I've given, and remember that you are responsible for your career trajectory. Compensation is an important aspect of that equation, so work up the courage and have this vital conversation. 
My guest today is Patty Smith, and Patty is the president and chief executive officer of Dairy America. She joined Dairy America in 2020 with the focus of driving value, revitalizing vision, and modernizing the organization. She has a wealth of experience having held a number of leadership capacities over the last 30 years in the dairy processing and food ingredient industry. Prior to joining Dairy America, she served as the inaugural CEO of a startup called Valley Milk LLC, as well as holding leadership positions with Roquette America and Fonterra. Patty is involved in several industry organizations at both the board and officer level, including IDFA, ADPI, and USDEC. And I'm thrilled to be talking to Patty today. Let's hear from today's featured guests who has found their niche. How long have you been in the dairy industry? I mean, I just, I can't imagine that as a little girl, you said, yeah, yeah, I, I want to do something in the dairy industry. Yeah, I, I, I think as a little girl, I think I probably said I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, right? So I remember dressing up. No, I don't think I ever thought I'd be in the dairy industry, but I'm going to age myself a bit here. So I, I've been in the, I've been actually been in the dairy industry for almost 30 years, well, 32 years. How did you get there? What was the progression of your career that brought you to this job? Yeah, it's actually a funny story, right? So I, uh, I was working in the food industry. When I left college, because I studied food science, food technology, and um, I decided to look for a different job. And there was an opening with a New Zealand-based company at the time called New Zealand Milk Products, which is now Fonterra. And it was a U.S.-based job. And a New Zealander was in charge of the operation. And I applied for the job. And I, I think I just hit it off with their whole team from the moment I walked in for the interview and uh, he called me up and said, come on, you got to take a chance. Sometimes you got to jump off a cliff and do something different. Come join us. And I think from that moment on, um, everything just kind of progressed. Did you have to visit New Zealand often? I, I was there over 90 times. Oh, I mean, I worked God. for Fonterra. I mean, I worked for Fonterra for you know, almost 16 and a half years. But yeah, I, I mean, I literally I think I knew the agents as I you know, came through immigration. But a great opportunity, one of the best businesses to ever learn the industry, uh, learn the business, and learn the nutrition component of dairy. So uh, no looking back on that whatsoever. So the advice to just, you just sometimes got to jump off the cliff and do it. Was that good advice in hindsight? Well, I, I think so, right? I, I think probably at the onset of it, it was a little scary, right? But um, yeah. no, I, I think it's something I continue to look at and say sometimes you you got to go with your gut and you got to have the confidence and you got to trust yourself. And as long as you can do that, um, you can do it. I've done it a couple of times. Right. And um, it's definitely been worthwhile. But, uh, you know, you got to trust yourself and you got to believe in yourself. You're the first person that believes in yourself. And I think once you can get and know yourself, right, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses, then you can make those jumps and they can be really career levitating, I guess, if you look at it from that point. Did you ever try anything else outside of the dairy industry? I did. So I left the dairy industry for about four and a half, five years. Um, I stayed in the food industry, but I went to the, the more the corn wet milling and the non-dairy protein side of the world. So I did the yellow pea protein, soluble and insoluble fibers with a French-based company, Roquette. And uh, then I came back to the dairy industry. I, I think they always say, 
once in the dairy industry, um, you're always going to come back to your roots. And it's true. I, I, I was dealing with the same customers from a nutrition point of view, global point of view, but I just, my heart told me to come back to uh, dairy. How has the dairy industry changed from the time that you've started? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, don't detriment to the, to the industry. I, I think the industry was very simple. Um, I think it just did the things it always did because it was the way we did things. But in my progression, I've seen the industry become more innovative, um, more focused on the future, but also selling themselves. I think too many times we let people compete against us, if it be alternative proteins, uh, things of that nature, and we didn't stand up for ourselves and what we really had to offer. And that's where I see the difference, right? The, the industry is really resilient. We're, very, we're becoming more innovative. We're looking at technology. And um, to me, that's the key progression that we're making. And the other thing is we're really investing in people. I think if you look at the dairy industry, historically, there's not been a lot of young people saying, I want to start my career out in the dairy industry. And if you look at it, people would put their job ads out there. Or even if you look at industry organizations, it would have a red barn and a black and white Holstein cow. Um, but the dairy industry is a lot more than a red barn and a black and white Holstein cow. It's looking at that, you know, that process engineer, that finance person. So that's it's really key for us. What do you think has been the biggest success factor in your career? I mean, if I look at my career and say, you know, what's the thing I hang my hat on? Um, I think there's two things. One, I'll say change management across organizations. I mean, I came into to Dairy America to modernize an organization you know, really change it, bring it to the, the next generation. And, you know, we just got exporter of the year last year. That was a big success factor to hang my hat on. But if I say overall everything, um, back in 2016, I was part of a startup, right? And we built a brand new plant. Uh, we bought a brand out of the ground, right? I mean, we had nothing. Um, and it was a group of dairy farmers in the Central Valley that started their own facility now called Valley Milk. Um, and it, it's a big win, right? I'm not there today, but I saw I saw what we brought out of the ground. I see the resiliency of being able to bring a business, build a brand, and really be nutritionally sound and and really show that technological advancement. And you know that's always going to be a success as I move on and as I go through every day of my career. I don't forget about it. It was a great accomplishment, and a lot of people touched a lot of aspects of that business to bring it out of the ground. Would you do anything different if you could go back in time? Probably not. You know, no. I, I, I always say don't look back, right? But uh, no, I wouldn't. And I think some people would challenge me on that and say, well, you said you left the industry and you came back. Leaving the industry really, I think, inspired me to come back. Um, I saw what I missed by leaving it. And I don't think I would have seen that had I done that. Um, but I see it as an industry that you can touch so many touch points, touch so many lives, but also embrace everything that happens, if it be markets, people, nutrition, technology. But it's also, you know, to me, dairy is a really secure job. We're providing nutrition for the world. And it's one of the most basic proteins that really is everything. And um, yeah, I wouldn't do a thing different. What sort of career advice would you give people who are in the audience listening and just wanting to go the next step in their career? Yeah, I think it's really, you know, step back, trust yourself. Don't be scared to do something that maybe you don't think you're ready to do, or maybe somebody's told you, oh, you're not quite ready. If you know yourself and you trust yourself, 
make that jump. And remember, it's only you that can ask the questions and ask for help. And it's not a negative to ask for help, right? It's actually a positive. And I think to me, it's sometimes you just got to take that that jump. And um, I'm surely glad I always did. But, you know, had I listened to people say, oh, I don't know if you want to do that or not. You know, they're looking at it from a very simplistic approach. So my thing is, you know, don't be scared. Um, take the jump and trust yourself. Jump off that cliff, right? You, you got to jump off the cliff, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes you got to realize that indirectly there's a safety net there, right? Um, yeah. And if you've got a good, a good group of mentors and colleagues and support structure, they really are a safety net, right? And, and when I look at it, that's something, you, you know, I think too many times in our careers, we want everything to progress, you know, left to right and be, well, I take this job, then I'm going to take this job, and then I'm going to take this job. Um, you know, sometimes you got to skip a couple levels or skip something, and it's okay to do that. Um, as long as you trust yourself, um, you can do it. And I like that advice because a, a lot of times you know what feels right for you, but when you start to ask family members about it, when you start to ask friends about it, they want to protect you. So they're going to say, they're going to want you to put the brakes on like, oh, really think about this. Are you sure that this is what you want to do? Because they don't want you to get hurt. But, you know, sometimes the, the best thing to do is just put yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, is, you know, I always say, don't look back, right? You make decisions for a reason. Don't second guess yourself. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. Family and friends and colleagues want to protect you. But if we live in our own little bubble, we're probably never going to move forward. And I think that um, you got to take that risk to be able to, to do things. I know I've done things that people probably think I'm crazy, you know, like, why did you take that job or why did you do that? But then you look at the success you do. If it's changing one person's life um, because you saw them promote or you were able to mentor them or you see a plant come out of the ground or you see a business model change. Right. I mean, those are all things you can say. I had a piece in changing that. And I think that's key. We appreciate our featured guest for joining the Find Your Niche podcast. Now, more career advice and stories from your host, Lori Cole. I can appreciate Patty's advice today that sometimes you just have to jump off that cliff. Metaphorically, that is. This applies to our topic of asking for a raise. Patty and I talked about this a little after the interview was done, and she said, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. But I know it's so scary to be waiting to have this conversation with your boss. There's a lot of fear that plays into this. You fear rejection or damaging the relationship with your boss. You fear that your boss will see your ask as a sign that you're unhappy or not fully committed. The way to get over the fear is to have your data ready, prepare, and have a clear understanding of the value you bring to the company. You got this. Is there something you need some guidance on in terms of your career? Email to laurie.cole at ihire.com. Thanks for listening.